What's up, everybody? My name is Lamont, and welcome back to the God is My Source podcast, where we bridge the gap between God, money, business, family, and relationships, and we keep it real, too. I'm here with another guest today. This is my second episode. I'm with my man, Darius L.A. Lane, straight out of Chicago. Oh, yes, sir. get right into it. You feel yes, what I'm saying? Like, send it to your friends, send it to your family, because this is going to be a great episode. First off, we're going to open up in prayer, and we're going to get it started. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We honor you. We glorify your name. We thank you for everything you've done to get us to this point. We know that everything we go through is just to get us to our expected end. You told us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto us. We know that the blessing of the Lord makes us rich and adds no sorrow. Therefore, we seek you so that you can give us our purpose, show us how to use our time, show us how to use our resources, so that we may be a blessing unto others and build your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. We ask you that you talk through me and Darius Lang today so that we can touch souls bring people closer to you and we may encourage somebody to do what you call them to do in Jesus mighty name. I pray it is so and it shall be. Amen. 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 Yes, amen. sir. Reverend, Reverend, you just pray it down, brother. I'm about Reverend. <laughs> hey, this going to be a good episode right here. I know my man Darius for a long time. You feel me? Matter of yeah. fact, Darius, introduce yourself to the, to the people. Who, who is Darius Lane? How y'all doing all right now? Uh, Darius Lang, you know, uh, as Doug said, we met back in uh, back in college. So uh, we've been kicking it for a while. Uh, born and raised Chicago, South Side Chicago, man. Um, you know, just a, a humble servant. I'm, I'm, I'm out here learning. I'm out here growing just like everybody, you know, just thinking about thinking about life and looking at life in, in different avenues and different windows. So I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to, to be here today and, and shed some light on that. Hopefully you feel me pass on some information that, that, that can help somebody else grow. Amen. Amen. Darius from Chicago. I met Darius. He was, he was in the band up at, at we was at Central State <laughs> University. You feel what I'm saying? Like, so like, how was it growing up in Chicago? Like, give me some, Cause I, I I've been to Chicago a few times. I'm from Cleveland. We they say it's similar, but right, that's sure. our New York. That's our, that's the New York to the Midwest. So like, how how is Chicago compared to everywhere else? Uh, Chicago, Chicago is crazy. You know, it, it <clears throat> it's crazy in the sense that you feel me. A lot of a lot of weird things happen here, but also like being here though, it, it don't really be seen seeming, you know, as bad as it is, you know, like, I guess just being in the culture, being around uh, the people, you just, you know, you learn how, how everybody move, how everybody navigate. So, you know, you, you just, you just live your life and, and, and do as you do. Obviously uh, some things come with it. Obviously you feel me situations arise. You feel me, obviously, <clears throat> you know, people choose certain lives or choose to live a certain way and, and, you know, you do what you gotta do, but, you know, obviously you can be a, a random person and something, you know, sensitive can happen to you as well. But I, I think Chicago get a, a, a bad rap, you know, a lot of times it's a beautiful place. I think it's been voted like the most beautiful city, like in the world, like three, four years running right now for real. So like, you know, um, it, it's a, it's a lot of good. It's a lot of good here. It's a lot of um, 
great things coming out of Chicago. You know, the young black community in Chicago now is definitely uh, growing, uh, definitely, you know, turning prosperous. There's a lot of people out here that's, you know, trying to move and live in their purpose, you know, and what they're doing. And, and also, uh, you know, like me, trying to trying to help and share and, and have us all kind of, you feel me, move and grow as one, as a people, as a culture, you feel me? Yeah, because Chicago, they say, they say, I mean, when I was there, I honestly didn't even get to see the bad part. I seen it was it, it was it looked good, didn't it? It, it be good, going yeah. in Chicago, you feel me? They, they, they got the, everything off the lake. You feel what yeah. I'm saying? Got, I don't I seen big boats out there. I see yeah. Rolls Royces. I see Phantom yeah. pull up to the uh hotel. So I'm like, what would they be telling us? Like with all the shooting and stuff, I'm like, how they how they doing that all here? But I know everything happened in this perspective, and we we just got to talk about like different opportunities that can be brought yeah. about. Like y'all yeah. got Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. So like you you grew <laughs> yeah. up during the the dynasty era, right? You grew yeah. up in the dynasty era. You born what? What, what year you born? I was born in '93, so I was I was on the back end of it, but I was still you feel me, you know. You was there for the for the rings. I was there for it, though, for sure. I was definitely there for it. Um, Michael Jordan, you feel me, in, in my opinion, is the greatest basketball player to ever play the game of ball. Oh, he better than LeBron. Mike, Mike better than LeBron to me. It's not, it's not, it's not up for debate. You feel me? I, I respect LeBron for what he is. You know, growing up, learning about the game of basketball, I can physically see LeBron play. You feel me? So I got to actually witness that. So I, I can't step on that at all. But it's no comparison for me, though. You feel me? I got you. It's, just, I got you. it's, it's, it's I mean, in the heart. It's in the heart. I mean, I say this. I, I feel the same way. I feel like when it comes to Jordan, I feel like this is how I look at it. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan yeah, doing what he did, he like he changed the entire game of basketball. Because yeah. he changed – Sports, entertain every because when you look at it in the 80s, people wasn't really playing, they was playing sports, but it was like a pipe dream. It was like it wasn't a thing of yeah, I can do this and take care of my family. I can do this and Absolutely. I can make millions. Absolutely. When Gordon came in the door, he changed the game. He made people actually want to watch basketball. Like we had yeah. Magic Johnson, yeah. he he led the door. He had Larry Bird. You had, feel me, Dr. J. They they led the way. But it was like when Jordan came, he had his own shoes. He had commercials. Mm-hmm. It was like they 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 made him like the. It was like going like it was like everything was just happening when it was like boom. It was like now people know. I feel like Michael Jordan and Deion Sanders changed the game for sports for black people. Period. Because now you have something that you can look at, somebody who you can see as the person who paved the way for you to get to where you're going. And then we see, like, after that, and then you got Michael, you got uh, LeBron James, uh, Stephen Curry, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Durant. All these people come after Michael Jordan. And if probably if it wasn't for Michael Jordan doing what he did, coming six rings, setting that high of a standard, we probably wouldn't have – what we have today when we see the NBA, in my opinion. Absolutely. And 
I think it's all it's all a part of that like evolution like everything changes and everything grows and everything you feel me uh, your iPhone you get all the software updates everything keep changing keep changing like you feel me of course Mike Mike was just that that original that that blueprint of it of this is the first time where like you said the game of basketball got really exciting like he really brought you feel me thousands and hundreds and thousands of people to the game because of his skill and his personality outside of the game. And I think LeBron is the evolution of that, uh, of like, okay, we know we can do it. We know we can hoop. Like, like you feel me? Mike got to a point was like, this has never happened before. Like I'm the first black man to ever get to this level, this fame, this, all of this, Mike soaking it in. You feel me? LeBron watching Mike as an inspiration. I feel like, is in a sense like okay, Mike has gotten there. We know it's possible. Now, when we get there, how can I take that and branch out and evolve? And that's why you see, you feel me, LeBron James opening up schools and getting involved in all different other type of things because it's like okay, we've been there, we've done that. You feel me? We got it. And I think LeBron is a perfect example of like black people. Like when when we get there, like we we can't get stuck. You feel me at the first million dollars and be like, I made it. You feel me? We can't get stuck at the first, like, you feel me? The first big opportunity to be like, cool. Like, like you feel me? It, it, it's, it's not about being comfortable. It's, it's ever changing. It's ever growing. So, so that's why I'd be tipping my hat to LeBron though. You feel me? Cause it's, it's, it, it's a difference. He get it. He understands. You feel me? Look at his homies, his home, Mav, look at Mav, his same homie. Now Mav is like, you feel me? Big time CEO Big time. Of, of a production company. You feel me? His own bread. Look at look at look at his other homie. What's uh 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 you know who I'm talking about? Clutch. Oh, Rich, Rich. Rich. Look at Rich. Rich, Rich Paul is worth a hundred million dollars easily. Man, Rich in the hood too. I, I, yes. I, I met Rich. We was he was about 18, 19 years old. And, it, and that was when LeBron first got into, into the league for real. And he was like giving us the whole game about what was going to happen, what he was going to do. He even offered me to, to come intern up there. But yeah. I ended up following through, but now it's big time in there now. And, and LeBron big, big paved ball. the way. Like, yeah. LeBron yeah. paved the way for yeah. that. And, and that's dope because if it wasn't for Jordan, no, you wouldn't have no Kobe. You feel me? Because Kobe, Hey, Kobe, 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 Kobe R. was the reason. R. R. Why I, Kobe, R.P. Kobe, for real. Moment of silence, because Kobe was. He said, and he said he got the whole game from from Jordan, and he got Iverson. You feel me? Iverson, in my opinion, the best scorer ever. I mean, he, he was he Iverson yeah. was like hey. Iverson like five ten six feet. He giving you fifty a night. 50 a night, he's coming in. He 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 made you want to start crossing people over. He, 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 he in there. I think he, I think he the best scorer ever. Then you got oh a no. KD coming in. You got uh Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. Your boy Derrick Rose. Where y'all y'all thought Derrick Rose? Oh, no. Hey, hey Derrick Rose, listen. Y'all listen, listen. about Y'all talk about Michael Jordan. Derrick Rose is idolized in Chicago. Do you hear me? For real? 
Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is second goat of Chicago, like hands down. Hands down. When we if we take the goat from Mike, we're giving it to D Rose. No other question. No, next question. <laughs> I got you. Know that, that, I mean, that's 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 true though. So, like, how was it growing up in Chicago though? Like, cause what, what church you go to out there? Uh, right now I go to uh, Valley Kingdom Ministries. Um, <clears throat> it's under Apostle H. Daniel Wilson. Uh, it's out in the south suburbs. Uh, but I grew up when I grew up in church. I went to Apostolic Church of God, Bishop Brazier, out in the south side. Apostolic Lane. You grew up in you grew up in two parent household, correct? I grew up in a uh, well, I grew up with my mom first and then uh she met my stepdad like okay. know, like well like 10 or something like that, 10, 11, and then that's when you feel me. It took off like that after that. Then from that point, I grew up in a two-parent household. Because you had the privilege of seeing, because you had you got your your biological father, then you got your stepfather, so right. you got to see like how God operates in entrepreneurship early. Because both of your parents, because your mother, what your mother registered nurse, correct, or she or my she mother, the head person in charge? Yeah, yeah. She, my mother's the director of nursing for a home health agency uh, through a hospital. So like Saint Franciscan is a hospital network up here. Okay. And so one of the, the hospitals that are in like South suburbs, she run. So anytime it's like a nurse that come to your house, she in charge of all the nurses in the fields. Okay. For, for the South suburbs. She, she the head person in charge. You got yeah. your, your daddy, he got a business. And then your, yeah. your stepdaddy had a business. What, what kind of business did your father's have? You know, you told me about it a little bit, but <laughs> oh, I never like really got to all the details. Yeah. So, uh, my father owns a, a towing company. He is actually uh, passed away now, but my, my older brother is running a business now. But he was, before he passed, the, the um, longest running um, black owner of a, of a company on the south side of Chicago. So, like, he was, like, the longest one. Nobody else in Chicago uh, kept the business as long as him. So I always tip my hat to him on that. Uh, but he definitely had a towing company, started in 1969, bro, south side of Chicago with one truck. Then he just grew it and grew it to, a, you feel me, a, a size where you, 20 trucks, you know, heavy duty towing on the road, you feel me, big old, big accident, nasty accidents on the expressway, you can go and clean all that up. You know, I, I've been in and out of there too over the years. Even in the recent years, I, I was towing for like two years, like on the side, just to just to to lock the trade in. You feel me? It's just you the I, one I, making everybody mad. You pulling up, you parking yeah. the wrong spot. You already no, got it. No, 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 no. We don't repo. We don't repo. Accidents, accidents only. And okay, okay, okay. We no, we don't we don't check. We ain't messing with no repos, bro. I'm talking about like when you parked in the wrong spot. You you know. No, no, I'm not. No, no. Do that. No, no, no. Oh, so y'all do accidents. So we got, you know, we do we we do accidents. So and my dad too. He for the state of Illinois, he's the longest running, you know, towing owner 
to be with the state of Illinois. So we also contracted with the state. So anything on the like the main highways, we got a strip of the highway. So like literally like the whole like downtown to like right before Chinatown on the highway is all lanes towing. You feel me? That's all our area. It's it's a lot of it's all it's only like 20 towing companies. It's a lot of towing companies, but only 20 people like hold these bids. And so these are like all big dog towing companies and it's territory. So because it's territory and the government want their hand in it and they don't want people fighting, they just divide it into big dogs. So we got a we got that big strip, you know, but we all we all cool. Like airline is the towing company behind us, like got the next chunk behind, like you, you feel me? It's all a big kind of like towing family for real. So y'all got your own, so y'all tow everything from a whole section of Chicago. Yeah. So anything, anything that's within our area, if it's an accident, if it's a crash, anything that happened, the state troopers know to call us to come and get it because that's our territory. So it's safe to say that y'all got the number one black owned tow trucking company in the city of Chicago. City of Chicago, hands down, hands down, hands down. Banger. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so. Hey, that's dope. That's dope. So you got to see like the workers of the business. You said your <laughs> older brother run everything now, right? Yeah, my older brother in there, you know, he 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 my pops is a goat. He definitely baby goat, man. He I learned everything from him. His mind is crazy. Like I, I try to I try to grow to the to the point where I'm trying to, you know, thinking three, four steps ahead. You know, he already nine steps ahead. Like so I'm still trying to catch up through that and and, and just to being able to to take on and be able to learn from under him too. It is it, crazy. It's, it's special too for real. And I know trucking that the tow trucking, that's in the transportation industry. How much how much revenue would you say that the tow trucking industry, how much would you say the revenue, the, what, would, what would be the revenue for the tow trucking industry, you think? Uh, tow truck, trucking industry in general is, that's yeah, a whole We, we know that, that is going that's down. Whole right there. That's an $800 billion industry right there. Woo. That's a different conversation. I think for, for tow trucking uh, in general, I, I think it might be a, a hundred million dollar industry. You feel me? hundred million dollar industry. Because, because even still, like, that's a lot of towing that you would love to have. Like, everything that's in, like, the downtown area of Chicago, the city got it unlocked. They got their own towing truck up. That's where they get it off. You talk about parking, that's where you can get a $150 parking ticket. Yeah, and they, yeah, and they taking your car, so you got to pay to get it back. And you pay for ticket, <laughs> bro. They will boot you fast. <laughs> They'll boot you fast, but they know downtown. They don't do boots. They just take your car, bro. They just take it. They don't play none of that. They don't play none. It's wild. It's wild. But yeah, man, it's uh, it's a lucrative business. It's hard now. You know, a, a lot of people are trying to, you know, get their own things going. So you do see a lot of dudes that that buy like them big. F450 pickup trucks, just a little pickup truck and just throw a little, you know, a little lift, a wheel lift or something on the back now and try to get they they business off the ground. But it's hard because you got a lot of people doing it. So like the bottom market is kind of saturated in a sense. So like if you're not in it or if you don't have any, any money, like I'm getting five, six trucks on the road. You know, I'm locked in with this insurance company, this this insurance company. Then, then you. That's a no, whole nother. That's a whole nother. Oh, that's a whole nother thing. You know, we we told for State Farm, uh, mm. whoever, everybody, all all the big insurance companies. You feel me? We told for all of them. So it's like you're on a list. 
AAA. They they call it like you and family your partner with AAA. But a lot of people want to get in with the state, and that that's like a, a waiting list that's so long. It's like I'm telling my pops and this other dude up north. They like the Godfathers. They was like the Godfathers of the the towing because they were the last living living old dudes. My my dad was the last living one of the group and passed away. But like so all and it's crazy. All the sons, you know, be up there. You go for like the big. They do like a big roundup. So all of the owners, you know, I go up my brother to the to the state trooper headquarters, you know, up north, and and all the owners are there. And you know, they just you know <clears throat> meeting talking about, you know, locking in, keeping territories the same, if they got to shift anything, any type of new safety regulations or any type of new training. You know, it's a lot of training, but we got to go to, like, state-certified training for accidents on the highway so you can learn how to, like, set it up and block them off so you can try to keep traffic flowing and keep everybody safe. That's a lot of it's a lot of stuff to it, you know, uh, that's regulated through all that. So it's good to see all of that, be involved in that. Uh, definitely making connections with other tow truck owners a- across the whole, you know, city and, and suburbs of Chicago too is a-, a-, a great opportunity. That's sweet though. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. And then your your stepfather, he was a business owner too, correct? Yeah, he uh, so he owns actually owns a transportation company. So uh, he drives for kids who are in like um, you know foster homes and all that so they they getting shifted back and forth to foster homes um but they in school and so because they do a state-run program the state will pay for them to transport to school so he drive for them and then he also kind of drives for kids who uh live um far enough from the school where they need a ride but not far enough for where the, the school is say you know they can get on a bus if they have a bus he do all those schools in the south suburbs too so he got a he got a, like a life little fleet of like 10 15 vans that he, you know they be all over this all over the city and south side dropping kids off in school and stuff that's dope so your mama your mama wasn't playing she already knew what time <laughs> yeah she knew yeah. she knew what to do she knew what to do Mom, Mom Dukes was uh, so that's a that's a whole nother episode too because her mind and the way she was moving, you feel me? She she can't grew up in the situation. My grandma had six kids, you feel me? Um, South Side Chicago, just like you know, just like everybody, and um, you know, she was her along with you know a, a couple of a lot of my aunties and uncles, but my mom was definitely one of the the kids that that understood the assignment as we say now. And, <laughs> oh, <I laughs> and the assignment. You know, Eight hundred million dollar truck industry. She knew it. she understood the assignment. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. That's what's up, though. So, what's the high school you went to out there? I went to Marion Catholic High School. Marion okay. Catholic. Chicago Heights, home of the Spartans. Uh, we coming up, man. We got some baseball players that's hot right now. We got some basketball players, Tyler Euless. A couple, a lot of, a lot of little, little names coming out of Marion right now. It's starting to blow up. Okay, so you you went to Catholic school. Yeah. You, grew, you know, we already know what happened in Chicago. You, you from the low end? Where you from? Where you from? Chicago. Yeah, yeah. From the south side, west side, south side, 55th Shields. Okay, South Side. But then your mama, she was on plan. She took you up out of there, put you in the Catholic school. But then mm-hmm. you decided to go to Central State, Central State, HBCU. So, like, what made you go to go to Central State? And then you was in the band. What, what you played in the band? You was in the band. I was a tuba player, man. I was a tuba player. Tuba man. player. The, 
Yeah. What yeah. they say on uh, Drumline? Yeah. He was like, tuba yeah. tag, shawty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you was in there on the tuba at Central yeah. State HBCU. What, what made you go from the Catholic school to the HBCU? So it was like, it's a thing where, you know, and again, this is where I credit it to my, to my mom. I'm from the South side. You feel me? Born and raised. My heart gonna always be in me and in my culture and in my people. You feel me? So it was a thing where my mom, my mom had the vision before anything to be like, yeah, we from the South side, but if y'all gonna, you know, if you're gonna make anything of yourself, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be something, then yeah, we can't discredit the the great, you know, schools that that we we do have some great black schools that are scholastically doing very well. You feel me? But I, I think it's a thing about learning other cultures and and diversifying yourself young that sets you in a situation to be able to like, you feel me? Take what you take what you learn, take what you know. And, and and cultivate that and, and evolve that and grow in yourself and with that to, to becoming a better person. So <clears throat> switching to the Catholic school, you feel me, it's just an opportunity to, like I say, diversify myself, put me around people that either, you know, Black people that's born and raised from the suburbs, you know, or people that's, you know, living in the city that's coming to school in the suburbs or just moved out to the suburbs like me or you feel me, or just, you know, white people, Chinese people, Asian people, Latino people, all of us in one school and everything, you know, and, and it's not a, it's not a thing where everybody trying to kill each other or everybody, you know, hating each other and all that. So it, it was good being around that, I think, because you got to see how other how the other cultures and other people move, how you feel me going, going to friends' houses. You got to see how families, you feel me, lived differently or how they do things, you know, a, a little differently. Like I got I got white family like they won't eat dinner if they are not all at the table together like that mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel me sometimes my mama would be too busy working my pops busy you come in there's some food on the counter or something and you feel me and grab some food and go to your room it is what it is like that's normal to me sometimes you feel me but like i say you you got other families that that won't touch no food if they not all at the table eating together you feel me so you got to see certain aspects of, of things like that in different households and just how people you know raise their kids and move me like man you know how can i how can i take that morph into what i got but still keep it our own so you just it just starts your mind to grow and think and and then starting family then it then it goes into you feel me your future as far as your, your career path or your job thinking of your mind thinking it kind of helped all that stuff starts to, to kind of drive the train i think kind of started the initiative for, for me and my mind to start to grow and expand I got you. And then you just went to HBCU. You was like, then I took, then I took what I learned and I went back home, went to HBCU. You feel me? So that, 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 that <clears throat> it ain't like you, you getting lost or nothing, but it's like, all right, enough of that. I know what I need to know. Let me go back and apply it. You feel me? A lot of pressure. Apply the pressure. Went to, went to central, I was in the band. I studied chemistry. I made the chemistry crazy, crazy, crazy move. That was insane, bro. The whole, that whole thing was an experience in itself, bro. From from, from day one. But in in doing that too, that's another way I grew. You feel me? Uh, going to big seminars. You know, literally doing experiments and projects and 
blowing them up on the boards with 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 papers and, and that I that I wrote like little mini like fake theses and all that stuff from my experiment and all my work and presenting it across, you know, where I'm connecting with thousands of other black people from different HBCUs or different, you feel me, PUIs, if it's at a chemical convention or something like that, you feel me? So being able to grow that way, having that opportunity at Central with that, uh, you know, <clears throat> joining the fraternity, you feel me, being a part of that, also having that social aspect and also becoming a leader like through the university with that too, expanding my my network, meeting board of trustee members, you feel me, getting getting close with the, the president, you feel me, all type of that, all that, all that stuff happened, I feel for me, because it was it I knew to to th- that it was more more to life like this is this is supposed to be a stage of my life where i'm having fun and i'm enjoying but it's like don't forget to take this in because this is this is a part of the experience you feel me yeah because you you was you was in charge of everything because like well a lot of people know i mean people who know us know i, I pledged alpha in, in college i'm not alpha no more but there's my deuce i'm i was the ace i was the you feel me i don't know how it happened like that but i was the ace this is my deuce and he was always in charge of everything. He he came through. He brought, like you said, he brought that experience from the Catholic school. Came to the HBCU, walk up, chest out. He every <laughs> student day. He yeah. come through. He, he bringing his knowledge. He was the president. Of, uh, he was the president of our chapter too for like, well, he was president for like two years. Yeah, yeah. He was president. Came through, running everything. He assisted with me a lot of stuff in life. He helped me make a lot of. Decisions, so I like I, I feel what you're saying when you said coming from your environment, bringing that to there, and I think a lot of people should should think about that when they picking schools for their children because the biggest yeah. investment that you can make is in your schooling, and then yeah. you chose to go to the HBCU instead of going to uh, Illinois Champaign or yeah, uh, yeah. Northern Illinois, and you came all the way to Ohio. Yeah, yeah, I did, bro, all the way to Ohio. I never knew anything about Ohio, never really been to Ohio before. And then, you know, I'm, I'm driving to school for the first time, GPS. All Chicago people know it, too. It's our it's terror when we come to Ohio. The GPS used to give us, bring us straight down Brush Road Road all the time. It'll never bring us through Zenia. So <laughs> we came in through straight back roads every you time. Where you was going? Like, where, where are we at, bro? It's like cornfield, cornfield, then university pop up. You're like, bro, what, what am I doing? Where am I at? This is not the city. It's not loud. I don't hear horns, cars. You feel me? It's always in Chicago. It's just always noise, but people are used to it. When they get quiet, people start to get like timid. They start to bug up a little bit like, bro, what's going on? So that just, you know, that ha- having all that and, 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 and Coming from all that, I know even when you were just talking about, you know, just being being around and and and, and just doing stuff. I know when you, I remember when you were like, "Bro, I just got this job at Wells Fargo. I need to move to Florida." Like, oh yeah, week. like Lang went you with know, me. I need to move to Florida like week. next. Week. I moved to Florida in the middle of the semester. Yeah, got yeah. a job, Lang. My uh, homie Ari came with me and CJ. They they pledged with us too. Ari was the tail, CJ was the rock. And they they took me down there. I, I had six hundred dollars 
I had a Mercury Sable and a Dream. Yeah. Ended up here, right, where I'm at now. And thank God, because God got us through that. God got me through that. But, yeah, Lang, Lang held me down. I did the, I did the, I did the, down. He still held me down. Even when I told him, I like, yeah, I'm about to denounce my letters. He, he wasn't on no, he wasn't tripping. He was like, all right, so what you need me to do? He ain't asked no questions. He said, well, what you need me to do? Like, how, mm-hmm. how, how can I assist you with, with everything good? You you need help with anything? And he always been like that. He always had my back. He still gonna have my back. He always gonna he always yeah. gonna be there. So like when you graduated, like you was you was in chemistry still. You was you was. I remember gloves. You white coat lang. You was <laughs> in there. So like how was life at the college for you? Like graduating from the HBCU, how was life at the college? So I was uh, life at the college for me. I was fortunate enough to be able to find work like in my field, like right after school. So like, I know a lot of people, unfortunately, never really even get that opportunity. Like, and and, and I, I'm, I'm grateful to God for that. Definitely uh, every day, because that was kind of like my base of my start. And, and, and it was like, I started in this point for a reason. So now I'm trying to, even in my head today, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think like, why did I start here to end up where I'm at right now? You know, it's kind of it's kind of crazy, but I graduated. First job was at a uh, at a paint factory, Pittsburgh PPG, Pittsburgh Painting Glass. I was in that. They literally was making big, big paint. They're making factory. the paint. They was they was making the paint, and they was bringing me samples of like all the batches, and I was testing it to make sure it was hitting all of the like the specifications, like the color was right, making sure the paint was smooth. It wasn't like, no, they're called like the grind. Like it's gotta be like smooth, like butter, like it's crazy. So I was doing all these, this lab work tests. You feel me? I would approve batches or deny it. Like they'll make these big, big batches of paint. And I'd be like, this is not right. And it can't go out the door. Like this straight out of college. And this is a huge company. And I got, I got, 20 union dudes out there ready to fight me because they like what I'm like but this ain't no good i'm straight out of college telling the 56 year old union dude who've been working 30 years and his paint ain't no good bro he used to be bad i used to have to walk <laughs> look over my shoulders walking out of the lab like make you sure him start over yeah yeah he had he couldn't he couldn't send it out the door he had to start over he failed a batch he used to be mad but it is what it is it didn't pass it didn't pass the test. Okay. <laughs> Don't be mad at me. So yeah, I started there. I'm like, man, this is, you know, this is lab experience. You know, obviously in school, we got a lot of lab experience, but taking some of the, the, the practices we learned in school and like literally transferring that over, like, I'm like, okay, so we didn't learn this for no reason. It's a lot of stuff that we learned for no reason, but it's a lot of stuff. I'm like, man, you feel me? In, in having this, even with from from I, I I took that even from high school when I came to when I came to Central, you feel me? It was a lot of things that I felt like, man, you know, I felt like I was fortunate enough to learn or know a lot of things where a lot of people would be like, I never heard of that or I don't know that. Like, and I had to catch myself. I used to be like, you ain't know that. Like, what? How you on? Like, hold on, hold on. Everybody not from the, you feel me, the same background. You just can't go off of what you know everybody else should know. So that also was was humbling for me freshman year. Thank God I was able to, to kind of catch that and stop that. But just having that and then taking that again, um, 
pulling what I what I what I learned from school into into my modern day work, was able to take that and evolve that. Then I got a job with GE. That's when I was like, all right, I'm on. I just got on with GE. They run the world. You feel me? I went from I went from one lab making paint to another lab making medicine, pharmaceuticals, radioactive, mm. radioactive pharmaceuticals at that. Mm injectable so like all of like the chemo chemo drugs therapy drugs for cancer and all that stuff some imaging and scanning drugs we was making it all of that at work that was a crazy that was crazy it was a good experience though you know that's why i think that's when my real like professional like careers began to grow because at that point that lab was like next level you feel me it's a pharmaceutical lab not only that it's radiation everywhere, so it's different type of safeties and, and protocols and like heavy equipment and all type of stuff we have to wear and do and still be able to work. It was like out of a movie, you feel me? So I'm like, just crazy. It's only getting better. But like through that too, I was getting different opportunities where I was traveling a lot for work, going to different labs, you know, through GE and also like becoming involved in like some of the outer things of like they were, they were bringing a lab from New Jersey to Chicago. And so I was going out kind of as like the SME, like the subject matter expert to learn the procedure to come back to train all the other chemists in Chicago. So it was like just being a part of that whole process and getting involved with like management. That's when I kind of got like, man, I like, I like this aspect of knowing what's going on or the, the whole facility, but being able to get my input and people be like, oh yeah, I like that. Let, let's try this or let's try to do that. You feel me making different changes. So I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta get out the lab. I'm like, I gotta get out the lab. And so from there, I'm like, now I gotta get out and try to try to tap this, this, whatever this kind of leadership, like involvement project involvement bug that i got because i when i did it i was just intrigued i'm like you know i'm in a room where i'm voicing something in my opinion is mattering or i'm like have have we thought about it this way it's strategy i love for my brain to be able to run and think and move so then from that point i kind of went and made the switch to consulting and so now i'm in consulting and so with that um, I'm able to kind of go in and strategize with these huge companies. You know, I've worked with a leading railroad company. I'm working with one of the largest banks in the world right now. You know, I've worked with a huge waste company out in Florida. You know, so it's a lot of a lot of different companies now that I'm getting involved with as far as project aspect, um, going in, taking their problems fixing them. Um, it's also like a software tied into it. So I'm also bringing the software in, implementing that, configuring that, learning how to read data, setting all that stuff up right now. So it's like a, a I'm, I'm a sponge right now. I'm soaking all that in to be able to take like the business professional aspect of it and cycle that, you know, I, I, I see that I, I tend to have like moments where I'm soaking in stuff, how I went to the Catholic school, soaked in stuff and went back to the HBCU. Now I'm, I feel like I'm in a business world and I'm soaking, soaking, soaking to go back to where my roots are at with my, with my father's in entrepreneurship and take that bug and grow it and expand it and create to what I would say is empire. <laughs> 
be it unto you, you're going to do it. You yeah. work for the greater good, those in Christ. So, hey. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Mark 11, 23, say, ask, it'll be given into you. So, yes. Indeed. 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 So it's on the way. It's on the way, bro. So my next question is, is that what would you say is something that people who got a chemistry background, you feel me? Mm-hmm. How would you say they could get to where you at right now? Like, how could they? Because you you was fortunate enough to get everything. And you know, a lot of people, they don't, they, especially in the sciences, the STEM area, they, they get that degree, but they don't understand how to necessarily get involved in their field. So I think what a lot of people with STEM degrees kind of mess they stuff up on is kind of like they they pride and like they 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 the the hunger for for wanting things that they see from from others in a in a way that you know a lot of entry level lab chemistry jobs are like kind of low paying like setting jobs like you feel me you coming out of job you make sometimes in the lab you can make the same money if not less money than somebody that work at McDonald's whole time for real, for real. Because sometimes those those jobs, those lab jobs that you need to get in in order to go to the next level can even require somebody to have a GED and some sort of additional training, you feel me? So it's like, man, <clears throat> jobs also need to fix that when they say they have entry level jobs and then you got to have X amount of experience. That's crap. That's bull crap. Because how is this entry? If I you feel me, that whole aspect of that, they definitely need to change that in the job world. But, you know, you just got to find you got to go in and you got to know that it's going to suck for a while. But it's always a bigger picture. You feel me? So going in, taking them jobs for people to go in. And when, you, when, when these people are teaching you and you learning to do the trade or you learning to do whatever it is, learn for real, do it for real. Take in all the, all the, all the tricks, all the, any type of hints, any type of, you feel me? If, if somebody's teaching you, take in all the moments and mimic it to your best ability. Like, I feel like a lot of people go to jobs, they get jobs and they be like, you have to do a little job, like whatever, whatever. And they bull crap. The faster you catch on, the faster you do what you're supposed to do, the faster you move up. It's literally a checkpoint. It's 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 a checkpoint. Like you got to go in. Like all these little milestones, I feel like a lot of people don't take them serious. But this, like like life is serious. Like this is this is when you when you you feel me, you graduate college. That's life. Even when you're in college, that's real life. Like at that point, I think a lot of people don't know that the race has started. Like. This is the beginning of the race. If you realize it or not, like this is it. So every moment you in, you got to take it for what it is. And you got to, you got to look at these moments and say, how can I grab them? How can I learn? And how can I grow? And just, just slowly start. So you feel me go the, these bottom jobs are going to suck take it for what it is. A lot of these laughs be third shift. You feel me? You're going to be uncomfortable for six months. Suck it up. You feel me? Oh, well, take these jobs, you grow. You keep gritting them and you grow and you wait for your opportunities. You feel me? You involve yourself in different organizations, 
within the field, you feel me, American Chemical Society, if you're a part mm. of that, you need to get a part of that. So you expand, you, you got to expand your network. You got to, this, this is a time we're living in a place where if you don't know nobody, you're going to be circling in, 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 in that same area that you're in for a long time, waiting for a moment, you feel me, for the dice to land on you to, to, to pass through. But that speeds up drastically if you go out, if you network, if you meet people and you promote yourself. You meet people, you learn from what, you, what you're actually doing, you take in. So when you go and they ask you about what you're doing, you can have a real conversation about what's going on. You can understand terms and, 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 and methods and processes when they start talking about it because you know what you're doing for real. You feel me? You know what's going on or you know they're like, hey, I'm thinking about evolving this or changing this, but I don't know how. But through your experience of what you learned, you know, the base of the conversation and, you know, like, hey, if I was doing this, I would want it to be better X, Y, Z, because I feel like this. And that's how you start going. Like, you know, I like that. Or, you know, <clears throat> have you thought about, a, you know, job change? I mean, that's how you start moving around and politicking and putting yourself like everything too in that, like you are putting yourself up for to be the prime pick every time you, you go out, you feel me? You going out and you like, not necessarily auctioning yourself, but like you are like putting yourself on display like me, because it's a lot of people out here. It's a lot of people out, so why should I pick you? Because you've learned, you've prepped, and through all of it, you pray and you thank God to push you through and to keep opening your mind to expand your vision and show you your purpose. Amen. Hey man, that is true because like so many people, they don't understand that it's a process to get to where you need to go. Like you, some you just hit on, you said join that association. That's something that go over a lot of people's head if they're not paying attention to, like being able to go to these different meetings, be around these different people, just to networking. American Chemical Association in Chicago have a once a month meeting. You go for three months, people what they get from with your faith they know you you know they like oh they work in places where people have entry level or next level jobs they look in the field mm. and be like, i know the perfect candidate or i know the perfect person I'm like man there's to be here next at the next let me bring this up to him i think it'd be great or by that point they they call you or email you because y'all them exchange contacts you feel me and, and and they know you they've had a trusted conversation with you and it's not even just about work and also, you just got to be able to, to kind of in that growing and expanding your mind, you got to be able to talk about sports, politics, pop culture. You got to be able to talk about dogs. You got to be able to talk about NASCAR, Formula One, horse racing, golf. You got to be able to just just to go. Just prepare like, you to be in the room with the hair. Yes, yes. Like you really got to be able to go. Like if you when you just graduating college, you in your grind. When you're working, if you find yourself in a moment, pick up a book. If you ain't with a book in your hand, you should be working. You feel me? It's, that's the time. Like, this is when you grow your gray matter. Like, this is when your brain starts, like, 
develop. Like when you when you in that position, like your brain is like, okay, it's time to work. All you feel me the 21, 22 years you've been here, that's all been a warm-up, the preparation for the for the race to go. Like your brain, fresh legs, you feel me, fully hydrated, it's ready to learn, it's ready to pump, it's ready to work. But it's it 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 if you don't realize it. It's like somebody, you feel me, driving a Ferrari down the street going 20 miles an hour. They don't, you don't realize what you got in the hood. You feel me? Let it go. It's ready. The Ferrari ready to dance. Your mm-hmm. brain ready to go. You just got to realize it. You got to realize it. No, that's true, though, because especially when it comes to, like, you got to put yourself in a room. You got to know what's going on. You got to read these books. You got to educate yourself past what you used to doing, like, it just bring me up to like, I know you you be talking about golf a lot. You be talking about going to these different things. So like, what what type of hobbies do you you possess now that you you change? You you moved over into into the chemistry field. Now you in consulting. You putting yourself in the room. Like, what type of stuff do you do in your spare time to like keep your brain going and don't be stagnant and continue to to grow and be the best Darius line you can be. Um, I think some of my, some of my best hobbies, you know, like you say, I like golfing. I like fishing. You know, if I, some of my, my boys are in town, you know, one of my boy, uh, he's got like a lake house down in Indiana. So I go down there with him to kind of like get away. It's like a little, literally little Midwest paradise for real. Kind of just clear my mind a little bit there. I like to read a lot, though. Definitely in the recent years, like I, I've, I've understood the power of a book. So I definitely try to take those moments and soak in. But, you know, some, a lot of times I, I sit back. If I'm on my laptop or something, I'll be on YouTube and, and I'm watching videos from anywhere from like consulting seminars in my field from to you know, listening to my pastor preach a sermon that he did again and try to get a deeper understanding of the word or watching random, you know, videos. Like yesterday I was watching uh, Why Do Baboons Steal Lion Cubs? Like, Mm. and that's something like people like, what? You wouldn't think about it, but that's something like baboons, lions kill baboons easily all the time. And obviously this different size of the two a, a baboon stands no chance against a lion, but what they've done through evolution is learn to go ahead and steal the lion cubs and they'll take the cub and they'll take them with them. And they'll like, kind of like clean them up and, and groom them and get them nice and clean right before they kill them. And they do this. The scientists said they've done this because they, they, they've evolved to learn that, yeah, we can't kill a lion, but if we steal a baby, we'll slowly kill it. They they population and like try to so they try to steal as many baby lion cubs as possible. Crazy, right? I knew that. So like like whole Lion King setup, like they really in that, yeah whole time. They yeah like they making them friendly on Lion King, but whole time a lion would never let a monkey get close to the baby because the monkey ain't gonna kill him. Tell it, yeah, he gonna steal it. Yeah. But see, these wow. are random. These are random conversations that if I'm out at a at a convention or I'm out talking somewhere, and somebody say they they like lions or they bring up a baboon or they talk about random things, it's like oh, they say something and then I say oh, did you know? And they'd be like oh, hey, you know, well, you that's how you start growing and you start connecting outside. Like you you gotta it, 
when you can, I watch the most random things. I sometimes get in the YouTube hole of just like random facts and knowledge and just soak all that. Like that's all conversation starters in the professional world. You feel me? That's all, that's all the extra sauce because you already in a room. So now you're in a room. That's, that's all the stuff that's going to lock you in because they don't care about work. They know why you're there. They know why you're there. They know you need a job. They know you're looking to connect. They know they know all this, and they know that they got the keys. But a lot of times, they don't want to be talking about work because they do it all the time. They want to talk about Chicago Bulls being the best team in the East or <laughs> bad bones taking lion cubs. You feel me? Something mm-hmm. random. You just got to be well-versed. You got to be ready. Be prepared. I was a Boy Scout, too, bro. That's why I didn't Boy Scout. You. The boys, yeah. I almost, I almost hey, how was that like? What was that like, bro? I'm telling you, as crazy as it sounds, Boy Scout, bro. I love the outdoors now, too. I'm the only out all my friends would be going out, especially all my, my black homies up here, bro. Only one outside. I gotta help set up everybody tent. I'm making all the fires. All so you, the you done did camping outside, no nothing before. Just straight. Camp, camping out of laid out of the sleep, out of the sleeping bag under the fishing. stars on the fire, fishing. I done brought all that hiking trails and mountains and all bro, all of that, bro. I done, I done hike 30 miles, 40 miles in a day. No, no bull. So you all, know how to start a fire out. with the uh the sticks. Emergency if we need to, yeah, for uh, sure. Sure. Hey, so if you in the in the wilderness called LA Lang, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I ain't yes, never did nothing like that. I, I I think I but the boy shout it's it's yeah, but they give you literally they give you you get your badges in like departments of life. So like I'm getting outdoors mm-hmm. badges, like you can get a finance badge, you can get a health and fitness badge, mm. you can get you can get archery badge. You can get a shooting badge. You can get like all these badges because they give you skills, any type of skill. Mm-hmm. You can get an econ badge. You can get a finance badge. You can get, you feel me, all project management badge. You can get a badge in like anything. Like the Boy Scout handbook literally, bro, has it all. Like some people like, no, no bull. If you ever just like, I need to know something or skill or possess something, buy a Boy Scout handbook. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. Never would have knew that. that that's, so- that's the keys to the other side success. I'm telling you, all the other white dudes, all because all white dudes go boy. They all been in Boy Scout. They all been in Boy Scout. Prepare them. They all. That's literally the Boy Scout motto. Be prepared. Mm. They got mottos and oaths. The scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, mm-hmm. kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Look at that. How long ago was that? Bro, I'm telling you, they they do all of that. That's the keys right there. If you got a son, put him in Boy Scout. Trust me. That's big because, like, I'm I'm paying attention to now, like, in today's society, like, we pay attention to everything on the outside. Like, we're not paying attention to, like, what's on what's being put on the inside. We yes. we we cultivating and we we grooming ourselves on the outside. We making ourselves look good. We we got people now they running around getting surgery. They trying to make themselves look the best that they possibly can. But when it comes to like integrity, trustworthiness, uh, character, 
It's not something wife, that's being promoted as something wife, we need to be working on. My white homie got a one-year-old son. He already talking, literally saying cat, dog. You can point at it. Like, what do an elephant make? And here, you feel me? Here, or what do a cow go? Oh, one-year-old, bro. Because they take time from the start to nurture the body, the brain, and to build our whole mind as a culture. And ain't not even saying that black people don't do that, but it's like we got to really lock that in for everybody because there's a lot of people that don't experience that. They don't go through that. You feel me? They it, it, it's, it's from the start. People got to know that bringing in people in this world, bringing in children, black people specifically, bro, it's time for us to kick it in, bro. It's time for us to kick it in because we we can literally take over. We can literally take over. Being black is the hottest commodity right now. Yeah, definitely. Everything we got, everybody want, and they want to take it for theirs and put their stamp on it. No, so imagine, imagine if we keep growing our ideas and keep it for ourselves because we got the knowledge and the intellect and the power and the and the, and the, and, the, and the bread behind it to do it. No, for real though. Because, I mean, that little small stuff, it's the details. Details in everything, the details in everything you do. The details in everything you do. Your own self will be your biggest obstacle. Mm. Mm. You will be your own biggest obstacle. Because it's about a change. Do you want to change or not? This is this is a moment, especially in our in our age range and group. This is where this is where when we was kids and they were talking about your parents, like don't get left behind, don't get left behind. This is the getting left behind right now. When you got the people on the other side that's clicking it, that's disappearing, that's going away, and they honing in and they locking in on their focus and they getting their mind straight and they grabbing their masters and they they doing everything else and you like dang. Why am I the only one still going out, going to outside for Thirsty Thursdays? Or why am I the only one still, you feel me, popping up to this spot? Or don't nobody want to come kick it during a week with me no more? Because people are trying to get their life together. You got to get your life together. This is the time. This is the moment. And we, 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 we miss it a lot. But the Black culture is starting to grow to understand that. All right. You feel me? We starting to get it. It's slow, but it's picking up. And that's why all this, that's why everything else is shifting in the world too. White people starting to get scared. Like, all right, one too many of them, you know, how you can put a, a warning trigger in, like, okay, warning, too many of them starting to get it. They starting to get it. You feel me? It's about to get bad. And that's what we need to go ahead and push through, bro. We got to break through as a people and as a culture. Just like we said, Michael Jordan, you feel me? Dr. King, everybody, all the slaves, everybody that came over here paved the way for us to be where we are today. So it's only right that we keep evolving. We keep growing literally from the bottom to the top, bro. Literally coming in from a slave. There's no potential. Bro, Obama was the president. What, what can't we do now? What can't we do now? Kamala Harris. She, she you, feel me? you feel me? What can't we do now? That's true. We literally, we literally gone from the bottom of being a slave to the head of the nation. So there's a lot, that's there's a lot of things in the in between there that's phenomenal, you know. That's great. And, and, and it's achievable. It's achievable. 
just how, just going back to 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 LeBron. He saw it, he understood, he got it, and he grew it. So now we see it, we understand it is there. We got to get it and grow it. We getting it now. How we take it and grow it? How do we evolve? Short term and long term goals are real. Set real three to six month goals, and 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 two to five year goals. Set it and challenge yourself every day to get it done. Oh, that's big. That's big. So, with that being said, like, what would you say? Like, the future looks like for for Darius Lane. Like, where do you see yourself in the next five years? The next five years, I see myself working for myself again. I got a couple of different industries that I'm I'm definitely about to tap into. Um, <clears throat> That that that's gonna definitely diversify my portfolio. I got some I got some short term goals of getting some businesses and some LLCs going by spring, and then from that point, also while I'm doing that, I'm thinking about that next one and starting preparations, getting together for all of my you feel me lining up funding and preparation for that business. That once that started, the money is lined up, pushed it through, and I and I start to execute and go. I learn and I grow. Building generational wealth. Building generational wealth. I, I want my my kids, kids, kids to still be able to live how they want to. You feel me? Hey, that's what the Bible say. Good man leave an inheritance for his children's children. Believe you feel it. me? You better believe it. You better believe it. Say, we got to prepare ourselves for for the future. I think one thing that I I say to myself now is like, if I'm not being a servant to somebody, then I'm wasting my time because. I know I can't be just continue to live for myself. I got to live for my, my kids, my future kids, my kids, kids. You see what I'm saying? Like I can't just be, if, if I'm not doing something to prepare the next person, that's selfish. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going out here blowing the bag. I'm wasting my time. I'm not thinking about what's next just so I can get immediate gratification, just so I can, at that point, it's like, because what I've got to understand of now, it's like, it's not really about like, I mean, we all going to sin. You know, we we all going to sin. Jesus died so that we can all be forgiven for our sins. He died for the remission of our sins and we can, we can have everlasting life. But he, he came so that we have my, may have life and life more abundantly. So like each sin, even though you going to, you get forgiven, you still got a consequence. Yeah. So like now it comes to the point that like you don't want to do certain things because you don't want to get a certain consequence. Like I can rob a bank or I can, you feel me, go have sex with all these meaningless women or I can just drink myself away. Like, but I'm going to get a consequence for that. See, people don't understand that consequences work both ways. Because you can do something you're supposed to do right, and it's a consequence that's going to come off of that that's going to elevate you, that's yeah. going to change you, that's going to shift you. You feel me? You go into work, you hone in, and you learn your skill, you do your job right. You don't get a you positive consequence. You get a positive consequence, say, you, you just, I'm moving you up. I'm giving you a raise. You feel me? You go out and you help somebody, and you're not looking for nothing in return coming from that. God will give you a blessing. 
Here goes some money you wouldn't even know that was coming from somewhere. Here go a new job or that new opportunity that you was looking for. Why? Because you, went out you did something. You did something out of the kindness of your heart. You feel me? You went out and you did something that you can give back with. You feel me? Mm-hmm. It's all about. It's all of the consequences of 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 rightful and righteous acts will yield <laughs> positive consequences. Amen. Definitely for real because. We're not seeking that. We seeking no. to to go down. To be honest with you, like one thing that uh, old head told me is that a smart person learns from his own mistakes. Yeah, wise person learns from the mistakes of others. Absolutely, you learn from the mistakes of others. You put yourself in a position to where you can avoid certain so, things. What? And you get to your destination quicker. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, for real though. Like, I think we gotta start paying attention to that we more really often. Do. We really do. We start paying attention to that more often, like we can go to another level. That's why it's really important that we we get into our word, we pray. It's not like no cliche, like we can go to church on Sunday. But when you go to church on Sunday, but you're not preparing yourself the rest of the week, it's like it's like being in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And if I'm in the NFL. And I only and I never practice. Yeah. Yeah. How am I su- expected to win the game? Like how I'm going to win the game That's if the only thing I do is play on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a, I had a, I had a recent epiphany too. even, you know, even myself in a situation that I'm in, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm in church. Um, I'm participating, I'm volunteering, I'm serving all the time, but I also think too, and in, in my knowledge and in my growing, and I think that this is going to happen too, even, even as you grow older or even as you grow in yourself, like, out of all the great things God has done for me, sometimes, especially being in STEM and science, it was like I was finding myself in a situation like questioning, like, how can it work? Well, if this is like that, then how is that? Or if I'm, you know, if I find myself like, like, you feel me? I never even talked about this one. I even like if I if I find myself in a situation where I'm praying or something, it'd be like, I get another voice in my head, like, why are you praying? Like, what you praying for? Like, what's the what's the point? What's the purpose? And I'm like, and I'm praying to God, like, God, like, help me get all these, like, thoughts out of my, like, what do I got to do to get all this stuff? Like, I don't, like, I don't believe it. I don't trust it. Like, but I can't get it out of my head. And I'm like, and I've been praying for a long time, long time, long time. And the answer was in front of me the whole time. It was like an epiphany the other day. But a light bulb went off. I literally just stood up and smiled. And the answer was, read your Bible. If you need you need help, if you fighting like that, the best defense you can do is to read your Bible. For because real. If, reading your, if you if you reading the other stuff, if you soaking in all the other stuff, why don't you soak in the truth? Why don't you take in the source? Read your Bible, and your Bible will knock all any doubt, any doubt, any or any any type of story you gotta look at twice or or or. or double take like it's gonna knock all that away so like i'm challenging myself now to like really really study the word 
Um, definitely, because the Bible tells you, just like what you were just saying, the Bible tells to cast on every imagination, every high and lofty thing that tries to exalt itself against Christ, cast it down, and we got the power to do that. Yeah, you really do. You really, really do. I got a challenge for myself, like, I want to know this, this word front to back. You feel what I'm saying? Because if I know the word front to back, it's like the, the word, the Bible says that the word is a sword. You feel what I'm saying? Like you're pulling the whole arm of God, breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, feel me, helmet of salvation. Uh, sword is the word of God. So if I know the word of God, that's what I'm fighting with. You feel me? Got my shield of faith, but I'm fighting with the word. And that's how I cast down the enemy. That's how I, I uh, I beat them strongholds. I beat up on the enemy if I know how to use the word because our words got power. When God did everything at the beginning, he spoke it. He didn't, he didn't move. He didn't do anything. He spoke it. He said, let there be light. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, if he, yeah. and if we got the same power, he said, the Bible tells us that he said, let's make man in our own image. You yeah. feel me? Which means that in our likeliness. So, I mean, we got the same power with our words. So, if we speak in the word of God and we utilize in the word of God to beat down the enemy, it's, it's nothing that can stop us. Paul told us we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Like So, like, if I'm in an argument with you, one of us is being possessed by the enemy to try to stop the other one. It's not really you did anything or anything like that. So, and that, that's another thing that can help us. Like when we get into altercations with people and like our boss or whatever it may be, that's the enemy working through that person. So it's not that person. So we can't take it personal, but when we utilize the word, we pray, cast down the imaginations, we, we we fighting with the word of God. We know that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Absolutely. We know that. How to get past these things. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate you for getting on here, Lane, for sure. Oh, like, like I said. No, first first podcast showing for me too, man. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, first the first of many too first of many are uh, you gonna be in there for real hey, it's funny too you you number you number two he was like i said he's my deuce he he probably gonna uh cherish this little moment because he it's yeah. ironically too it's 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 ironically december 4th too yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's ironically yeah. December 4th. by the time this podcast come out though it's gonna be over it's gonna be past this date but appreciate you for coming on no uh doubt. You got any more words of wisdom for the people? Leave them with a word. Uh, leave them with a word. Leave them with a word. Um, uh, procrastination is the assassination of opportunity. Mm. Procrastination is the assassination of opportunity. Get it done. Finish the race. Finish. Finish. I like that. That's good. That's good. Like I said, we... We, we get into it with this. Like, this is the God's My Source podcast. We keep it real. You feel me? We bridge the gap between God, money, business, family, and relationships for the culture so that we can learn to put God first. Yeah. You know, the Bible tells us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things to be added unto you. By these things, it means the food, the, the clothes, shelter, water, everything okay. that you think that you need to be successful in this life when you put the kingdom first. He gonna make sure that you have it according to his will. He didn't say seek ye first a job. He didn't say seek ye first money. He didn't say seek ye first a bag. 
He didn't yeah. say, seek ye first a husband or a wife. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Yeah. So what we want to do is we want to demonstrate and we're going to interview these different people, these different leaders, influencers, entrepreneurs, men of God, women of God, so that we can be able to encourage each other. You feel me? Iron sharpen iron. Yeah. Therefore, a friend should sharpen another. And that's what we're going to do. Absolutely. I appreciate you again, Lane, for coming on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Y'all can follow me on all social networks at Wealthy Lamont. You can follow the podcast at God is my underscore source. And we getting right to it. We uh, starting a wealthy Christian network. It's going to be the number one network to inspire kingdom builders, influencers, entrepreneurs around the world. So we're going to get tapped in with that. Darius, what's your uh, social media so they can tap in with you? Yeah, uh, on Instagram, Dr. Lang, D-R double underscore L-A-N-G. Hit me up on IG for sure. I got to get one of them hoodies too. Oh, yeah. Hey, make sure y'all tap in. The God's my source. We got the hoodies. We got the T-shirts. I'm working on Mm -hmm. some more merchandise. We're going to get everything going by the time this uh, podcast is out. We're going to have the God'sMySource.com going. Like, it's going to be... It's gonna be, it's gonna be a good thing. We're gonna we doing this for the kingdom of God, putting God Absolutely. first, showing people how to get to it. And Absolutely. appreciate it for you coming on again. Episode number two, uh, one of many. Darius, we're gonna ask you to close us out in prayer. All right, uh, Father God, we come to you in prayer right now. First of all, just thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this moment for us to gather, to come together as friends and and brothers to be able to speak of you, through you, and for you, Father God. Thank you for for the blessings you bestowed upon our life, the friendship that you brought us together. This moment now, I pray to you, Father God, to take that, to help evolve that, Father God, and push that so that we can ever move forward, working in your name and your grace through your purpose. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Appreciate it. We logging out. Thank you for logging into the Guys My Source podcast. My name is Lamont. See you again soon. Peace.